0: Isaiah and I, our offices are right, uh, basically next to each other. And so we do a lot of, um, let me start this timer. I look like I'm a millennial here with like all my devices, but let's be honest, I don't really know how to use these and I'm too old to be a millennial. So, anyway, our offices are right next to each other and so sometimes it's, it's funny to like quote random movies when we're trying to talk to each other, like, Isaiah, the meatloaf! <laughs> That's it, okay, thank you, thank you. Um, like, surely you guys have seen that movie. So in my journey to get here tonight, it is actually slightly a miracle that I'm here because I had to face a lot of hurdles even getting to TF starting earlier today. So again, another reason that I'm not a digital native, don't know my technology like I should. Apparently, I made some sort of error as I was editing my talk. So I was doing it last night and then this morning, spent a couple hours, and I was like, okay, good. I'm just gonna print this, Jimmy, like, make some edits, and then like, we'll be good to go. And so I go to AirPrint, and it's like, oh, OK, finds a printer whatever. And it goes to print it out, and it's like, ooh, error. And the document closed. Well, apparently, I wasn't actually working on like a real Google Doc. It was just this other one. And it hadn't, hadn't hit the little check mark. And so like, I lost everything. <laughs> and so I was in a bad place. And I was like, all right, you know, like, suck it up. Like, put your b- big girl panties on. Like, you got to do this, Lex. So then I got to work again. Luckily, I had remembered some stuff. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm just gonna get a little bit of work done, pick up my daughter, go home, still go to bed, or my husband can hang out with her for a little bit, and then you know I'll finish up working on this. Daycare calls me at like 4:45, and they're like, um, yeah, your child is barfing on everyone, so if you can come and get her, that would be awesome. I was like, ooh, yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Can't wait. And so I go get her. I'm like, okay, hopefully, like she'll just make it home because you know throw up in the car, like that tends to suck. And uh, nope, we didn't, we lived like five minutes from the daycare, not even. And so, nope, she threw up in the car, so then I got there. And I promised like I was dressed like a real person today, like with, you know, the clothes and everything like that you wear in public. And then it was like, she's barfing on the dress. I'm like, okay, change that, throw some clothes on. So I think this shirt doesn't smell like throw up, but like if you wanna just, you know, air high five on your way out, that's fine too. You don't have to get too close to me. So, but I came here nonetheless, she's asleep. Hopefully she stays asleep. My husband's taking care of her. But I am, when I'm not at work hanging out with Isaiah, I'm just living the mom life. And here's a couple pictures. I guess it's not helpful for me to stand right in front. She's pretty cute, uh, which makes up for all the like vomit and poop and stuff. Um, and then I think I have one more. She likes bows. She didn't used to like bows. And then the other day I had one on. I was like, oh, OK, you don't need this anymore. I took off. She started crying. I was like, OK, diva, like, let's put your bow back on. Um, So her name is Mackenzie, and so she is almost one year old, and on February, her birthday is February 12th, so February 11th, at the Gold Rush game, there is a diaper derby during halftime, and guess who's going to be appearing, hopefully, but don't tell anyone she can kind of walk like she started to learn, so if you see me, like, kicking her down, like, don't get, get down, like, don't do it. Um, they just disqualify you. Hopefully they don't like, actually kick us out of the game or anything. But, you know, she can't like totally walk, so we're going to go with it. Anyway, so, in case you weren't here last week and you fell asleep when Isaiah said stuff, you guys are in a series called Hurdles. And so to start getting you thinking about this idea, I wanted to show a really quick video clip that I felt like just, I couldn't kick it off any better than this. So, for your viewing entertainment. <laughs> Okay, so I watched that, like, six times, and I think it's still funny. But what's not funny is, like, we were watching while you guys were playing the game, and Brady goes, Lex, is that you? I'm like, what? (laughs) Seriously? Come on. It's not me. In case that wasn't clear, it's not me. Not my high school days. Didn't run track. Anyway, so... Last week when Isaiah began the series, he talked about the idea that we all have hurdles in our life, right? And they're just a natural part of being human. And I totally agree with this. And I feel like many of the obstacles we face in life are outside of our control. So like that runner, she can't say, you know what? I feel like jumping over a few less hurdles this race. Could you just take some of mine away now? I guess technically she did, by going around it, but she wasn't in the end, you know, she had to go, the girl in the red sweatshirt had to go over all of them. So you can't just be like, no, take a few away. I don't feel like doing that. And so tonight I want to talk a little bit about the difference between obstacles that we all encounter, even Jesus, and an obstacle that we create. So one particular obstacle that we're going to talk about that we all encounter is temptation. I think I have like a Wikipedia definition of this, so you know it's salad. Temptation is the desire to perform an action that one may enjoy immediately or in the short term, but will probably later regret for various reasons. And so you don't have to like blurt this out because that would maybe be awkward for you, but what's a temptation in your life that you struggle with right now? Something that you have a hard time saying no to or standing up against. Um, And you know, for me, when I was in college, it, it was the very typical like party scene. You know, and that was fueled by wanting to be accepted by certain people or wanting to be attractive to certain people. And so I struggled with that my senior year of college, figuring out, okay, how do I fit in? What do I do with this temptation? So again, what about you? What, what are you facing currently, and how are you doing standing up to it? Because um, while temptation is an obstacle we encounter, sin is the obstacle that we often create in our own lives as a result of incorrectly dealing with the hurdle of temptation. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I love this verse. has such great wisdom. It says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, all mankind. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure. Okay, so one of the big challenges, I think, is that this way of escape often appears a lot sooner than we want to admit or that we even are willing to recognize. And so we actually miss the way of escape, and then we get to a point facing the temptation where it really, you can't escape it. So like, for example, let's say you're out on a nice date, you've gone to dinner, had a great time, you are getting walked home. When you're at the door deciding, are you going to come in? Are you not going to come in? Like, that's the way out. Not after you go in, have a few drinks, light the fireplace, you know, sit on the bearskin rug, whatever. It's like, I don't know how you avoid that temptation. Like, it was, you know, hour ago. Like, that's how you avoid the temptation. That is the way of escape. So again, it's earlier than we want to admit, but God does provide that way out. Okay, so right now, where I want to spend most of our time tonight is in Luke 4. And we're going to see how Jesus responds to this unavoidable hurdle of temptation in the hopes that we can kind of find wisdom for how we can deal with the same unavoidable temptation hurdle and not turn it into the avoidable or the, you know, self-created temptation of sin or hurdle of sin. Okay, so I'm going to read Luke 4, 1 through 13, and this is in the NIV. So Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. Then he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Okay. So before we dive into the specifics of these three temptations, I want to give you just a few thoughts. We like to call this, this is for free. Um, At first glance, it probably seems strange that God would allow Jesus to kind of encounter this situation, right? Like, why would God do that? But the truth is that he allows hurdles like this in our lives to help grow us and refine us.